Welcome to the Christ Life Ministries podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Olubi Johnson. For more information about this podcast and our other resources, please visit spcconline.org. God bless you. Today I'm going to begin a series of prophetic teachings on what I have been led by the Holy Spirit to term things pertaining to the kingdom. We are living in a prophetic season like unto the time of the flood of Noah. When the flood began, the first 40 days, the waters of the oceans the fountains of the deep, the Bible calls them, was broken up. And really today, with our knowledge of oceanography and and science and technology, we'll call it a tsunami. That's what happened. But instead of one tsunami, imagine having tsunami in every ocean simultaneously. So all the continents, you know, were submerged. Uh, by the water that came out of the oceans. Imagine a situation in which the whole of the African continent is flooded, the whole of North America and South America is flooded, the whole of Europe and Asia is flooded, so that there's nowhere on the earth where water was not prevailed. That's what happened in the flood of Noah, literally. Simultaneously, at the same time, the windows of heaven were opened. So there was rain from heaven as the, the, the waters, the tsunami waters were coming from the oceans. So it was a two-pronged uh, flow of water. One from the oceans and one from the heavens. The Bible tells us as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the time of the Son of Man. And we are living in that time as I speak. This is what I call a present truth prophetic message. What that means is that it is a prophetic message that is presently being fulfilled. That's what we call present truth. See, many prophetic truths are in the future. But there are some that are futuristic but have also started to come to pass. This is one of them. And the 40 days of this Noah's ark of this Noah's reign can also be prophetically connected I preached on this in the last two my two messages on this series I preached on the flood of glory and I also preached on the uh, spiritual uh, present day spiritual Noah's ark these are present spiritual realities they are taking place as I speak now it's just that they are spiritual they are not physical So you're not seeing any water, but spiritually, the power of God is being released as I speak in the form of a tsunami, in the form of rain, and those that are in the ark are being lifted up. You you know, if you think back, you meditate, that's one of the reasons why we don't just read the Bible hurriedly. You should read it prayerfully slowly and meditatively in other words you're thinking about the reality of what you're reading you're just reading it like a story imagine noah's ark 
Imagine after 10 days. The people in the ark will be hearing, they'll be hearing the rain. They will be feeling the water, you know, but they were rising gradually. The rising was not overnight. It was only after 40 days that all the hills and mountains that were on the earth at that time were totally submerged by the flood of the waters that were coming from the oceans as well as those that were coming from the skies. This is likened spiritually to what happened at Jesus' baptism. At the baptism of the Lord Jesus Christ, you find, I find it very, I actually went to check myself just to be sure. The Holy Ghost was talking to me. But you know, the word is final authority. So I went to check the word myself, not to, so I, you know, I'm not deceiving myself. Or I, it's not just my own thinking, you know. It's exactly the same that happened time of Noah that happened at Jesus' uh, baptism. Jesus was baptized by his cousin, John the Baptist. The Bible says that as he came up, see, water baptism is not sprinkling. It's full immersion. So the, his, 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 his cousin, John the Baptist, the prophet, he immersed him in water. Then he brought him out. So as Jesus was coming out of the water, he was dripping with water. The Bible says he was praying. Very important. And the heavens were open. What happened in the times of Noah? In the time of Noah, it says the, 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 the fountains of the deep were broken up. Now, God calls that in the, New, in the Old Testament, prophetically, prayer. In Psalm 42, verse 7, I quote this every Tuesday when we come here to pray. The Bible says, deep calls unto deep at the noise of the water's pass. He's talking about groanings. He's talking about praying in tongues. He's talking about deep prayer in the spirit that's what jesus was doing the bible said he came out of the water praying that's the fountains and then the heavens were opened then the bible says a voice came from heaven and said this is my beloved son in whom i'm here well pleased if you read the original greek you will find that this is actually what was said it wasn't everybody who heard what the voice. It was Jesus and John the Baptist alone. And this is what he said. He said, you, it was to him personally. You are my beloved son. In you, I am well pleased. It was not the Mount of Transfiguration. In the Mount of Transfiguration, he said, this is my son. Hear ye him. This one, he didn't say that. He just said, this is my beloved son. And the Bible says, as the heavens opened, the Holy Spirit came upon him like a dove. I brought this out so many times as I teach, when I teach on perfection. They already had the Holy Spirit. Jesus was born of the Holy Spirit, for God's sake. He, he was his mother. Yeah, the Holy Ghost came upon her. Mary, the, the Holy Mother. The, the Holy Ghost came upon her. So that that holy thing which was born in her Son of God. Jesus had the Holy Spirit all his life. Just like you and I, when we get baptized in the Holy Spirit. But he did not have the Spirit without measure. So when the Bible says the Spirit came upon him like a dove, it was a greater measure of the Holy Spirit that he had not had before. So that whole, that power, that uh, Spirit, that measure that came upon him now led him. The, the, the King James in some places, I think is in Mark, says he driveth him. Well, the Holy Spirit doesn't drive, doesn't force. It really, the correct thing is he led. He was 
the Holy Spirit, that spirit that came upon him now told him, go into the wilderness and go and fast and pray for 40 days. So immediately he left that place of baptism. You know, I'm sure he must have dried himself, took his clothes. He just went straight into the wilderness and he began a 40-day fast. During that time of fasting, certainly God spoke to him and gave him instructions about the ministry he was about to start. And at the end of the 40 days, we understand that the devil came to him and tempted him with the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Lust of the flesh turns stone to bread. Lust of the eyes, you know, I'll give you all the kingdoms of the world. Pride of life, go to the temple and jump down. He overcame all those three temptations using the word of God with his thoughts. And the Bible says he returned in the power of the spirit. We are in exactly the same type of situation spiritually now. During the time of the 40 days, the Holy Spirit was instructing Jesus. And we see this same truth, you know, in another spiritual parallel form in the book of Acts. Jesus is raised from the dead from uh, 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 on the third day. He's crucified on Friday, Passover. We just celebrated that this Easter. Then he is raised from the dead very early on Sunday morning. Now we read in the book of Acts. Everybody follow me to Acts chapter 1. This is so good. It's written by Luke, you know, who was a disciple of uh, Paul. It says, and the former treatise, let's read from verse 1. It's so good. And the former treatise, I didn't hear you. Have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach. I would say do and teach. I didn't hear you. I didn't hear you. Say it again. You know, the Holy Spirit said this to me years ago when I, when I first started the ministry. He said, never teach what you don't do. It's not teach and do. It's do and teach. Always do, then teach. Then you will not be teaching theory. You'll be teaching truth that you yourself are walking in and experiencing. And so, and that's what I'm doing now. What I'm going to be doing now. You know, until the day in which he was taken up. After that he, watch this. It's so important because this is what we're experiencing now. This is why it's a prophetic present truth. Parallels this time and this uh, 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 events. After that he through the Holy Ghost had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen. Watch this, verse 3. To whom also he showed himself alive after his passion. That just means his sufferings. By many scream it. Infallible. That means that it was proven beyond any doubt. It was proven, you know, uh, uh, in, in such a way that it, it cannot be falsified. That's why the resurrection of Jesus Christ is real. You know, it's, it's infallible. And, and, and he didn't do it in one or two places. He did it all over the place. You know, uh, we read on. He says, being seen of them, 40 days. I would say 40 days. This corresponds 
to the 40 days in the wilderness and it corresponds to the 40 days of Noah's flood. The, let, me, let me correct that. The first 40 days of Noah's flood. Noah's flood was not a, it wasn't just for only 40 days. It, it actually lasted for about a year. But the first 40 days were very important because it was during the first 40 days all the hills were covered. Which represents the demonic powers and, 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 and satanic opposition. All of it was totally overcome, you know, submerged by the flood of, of, of the waters of Noah after 40 days. Watch this. In Jesus' case, Jesus receives the spirit without measure, which is a type of the flood. There was a spiritual flood of power on the Lord Jesus Christ. He was praying. The heavens were open. The, 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 you know, the, the, the spiritual rain started. During those 40 days in the wilderness, Jesus was being instructed. He was being taught by the Holy Spirit. At the end of the 40 days, watch this. All the hills were covered. All the hills of the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. He overcame everything. Then the Bible said, he returned in the power of the Spirit. And then he began to do miracles. The miracles did not start until after the 40 days. Same thing in the Acts of the Apostles here. And same thing here now today as I'm speaking. The 40 days are very, very important because the 40 days are days of instruction. They were days of instruction for Jesus in the, in, in, in the wilderness. And they are days of instruction for them in the Acts of the Apostles. That's why he says he gave them commandments through the Holy Ghost. He showed himself. And what did he do? He said, being seen of them. I didn't hear you. 40 days speaking of things what pertaining to the kingdom of god he began to teach them about the things of the kingdom of god watch this that he could not tell them before his resurrection because they would not understand it remember in john chapter 14 john 14 15 and 16 are the recordings and only it's only it's unique to john you don't find them in the other gospels you know, these things. The night he was betrayed, before Judas, they went to Gethsemane, where Judas now brought the people to arrest him. In that window of time, after what we call the Last Supper, between then and they were on the way to Gethsemane, you know, before you know, he started to pray. He prayed for about three hours. So that must have gone to about 11, 12 o'clock at night. You know, they must have finished the Passover lamp, uh, the, the Passover feast, maybe around 7, 7.30, 8. Then, he, he, you know, he said, one of you is going to betray me. Then uh, Judas, you know, uh, said, um, he said uh, Peter asked him, John, you know, they asked John to ask, who is it? He said, the person that takes the, then he puts a piece of bread inside the soup. And he took it, and then Judas too took it. He said, that's him. Then, you know, then he told Judas, he said, that which thou doest too quickly. People thought he was talking about giving offering. That's how kind Jesus was. He never exposed Judas, you see, to the others, you know. And Judas went out to go and betray him. So during, after Judas left, during that time, they were talking. That was when he, all these things he said, I am the vine, you are the branches. John 14, John 15, John 16. At the end of it, you know what he said? He said, I have many things to say unto you, 
He said, but you are not able to bear them now. But when the Holy Spirit comes, he will tell you and teach you these things. He said, I, I'm not going to leave you off unless the Father is going to send you another comforter. And he's going to teach you all things. So he started that ministry with the Holy Spirit during those 40 days. Those instructions were critical. Because without them, the, the apostles would not have understood the truths of the resurrection, the truths of the church, you know, and, 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 and this New Testament that they had been born into. You know, so he, that he used those 40 days to teach them things concerning the kingdom. In particular, he taught them from, and I'm going to be doing the same now. In, I'm not going to finish today. I'm starting today, and I'm going to take it over the next, you know, two, three weeks. I don't know, as the Holy Spirit enables me. Over these next few years, I'm going to be teaching you what I call things pertaining to the kingdom. Why? For the same reason Jesus told them. Jesus told them those things so that they would be equipped and ready to handle the outpouring of the Holy Spirit that was going to come 10 days after his ascension, which was on the day of Pentecost. In our own case now, these things are going to be necessary uh, you know, for us to be equipped to handle the outpouring, not of Pentecost now, but of tabernacles. The outpouring of the Spirit without measure that is going to start presently so that's why we have to listen to these things i'm going to say it the way um uh, paul said it in the book of hebrews let us take the more earnest heed we've taken heed before but we need to take everybody say the more earnest heed to these things things pertaining to the kingdom in jesus time you know he taught them out of the minor prophets what we call the minor prophets, this is, they're not very familiar with most Christians. You know, most Christians know Isaiah, Ezekiel, uh, Jeremiah and Ezekiel a little bit. You know, then a lot of people are very familiar with Daniel. After Daniel, most people don't, you know, they don't, many Christians, they don't even read those places. They think they're not, they're Old Testament, they're not relevant, relevant to them. Uzziah, Obadiah, you know. Zechariah, uh, Zechariah was in Zephaniah, ha Nahum, Habakkuk, Haggai. Who's ever heard of things like that? You know, Joel, thank you. You know, uh, then, then later on, uh, you get Zechariah, and then finally Malachi. Why? Because those scriptures contain the prophetic truth of the end time church and the destiny of of the end time church and the uh, promises of that God, you know, has made to the end time church. It's in Haggai, for example. A lot of Christians quote this, you know, out of context or sometimes without understanding because they heard their pastor say, you know, and the glory of the latter house are greater than that of the former. Where do you get it from? It's Haggai. It's Haggai. You know, and, and, and there are many like that you know, of these scriptures. So Jesus, the Lord Jesus taught them out of those things, things pertaining to the kingdom. And he began to show them that you're, you're about to enter into the experience of the kingdom of God. And so you need to be aware of what is available, what you have to do, and 
uh, how to operate in the kingdom. In particular, he taught them from Joel. And taught them that, you know, from Joel chapter 2, you know, if you look at verses 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, I don't want to go into all of that. But, you know, he said, and then he, he, he taught them that, you know, there's going to be an outpouring of the Spirit upon you. So he gave them a strict instruction. He said, tarry in Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high, re referencing what he had taught them from the book of Joel. So you now see on the day of, on the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit was now outpoured and they began to speak in tongues, and they, you know, people began to make fun of them and say these people are drunk because they were, you know, they were drunk with the Holy Ghost. You know? So uh, you know, they began to make fun of them. Then Peter said, ah, no, it's only 9 o'clock in the morning. People are not drunk. This is that which the prophet Joel, he was just, you know, quoting, mimicking what Jesus had taught them during the 40 days. So in these next, it may not be up to 40 days for us, of course, you know, but these next few weeks, I'm going to be, I yet not I, but the grace of God which is with me, by the power of the Holy Spirit, I'm going to be teaching you, and not just scripture pastor, the whole church. Thank God we now have everything on the internet and all of that. Any Christian can, can key into this. You know, and if you're listening, I, I, I strongly uh, uh, um, advocate, you know, and advise that you listen carefully to these things. Things pertaining to the kingdom. Because we are coming into the time in which the kingdom of God is going to be made manifest on earth as it is in heaven. It's very interesting. The Lord Jesus himself said this when he was teaching them the Lord's Prayer. He taught it to them in a nutshell. He gave a, a summary. He, he couldn't give them the details. That came later. Through Paul, we're going to see that in this series of teachings, uh, primarily through Paul and some of the other apostles, what he actually meant when he said, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. But he, he, he just encapsulated it in that simple prayer, what we call the Lord's Prayer. You know, and said, you know, when you pray, say, our, you know, our Father which is in heaven, worship, you know, thy, thy, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So these are the things he taught them during those 40 days. And these are the same things I am going to be teaching you, I yet not I, but the grace of God which is within me, uh, 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 during these next few weeks to prepare us for the kingdom that is about to be made manifest on earth earth as it is in heaven now let me talk about the kingdom briefly you know generally as we get into the detail everybody go with me to romans chapter 14 romans chapter 14 and we're going to be looking at verse 17 the apostle paul writing to the church in rome and to all of us he said for the kingdom of god I didn't hear you folks. It's not meat and drink. But righteousness, peace and joy. And then he puts in the Holy Ghost. Everybody scream it. Do you understand that the kingdom he's talking about here is not just going to heaven. See, when you talk about the kingdom of God, because of many of the parables Jesus gave in the Gospels, he would say the kingdom of heaven. Or the kingdom of God is like so. Most people in their thinking, this the carnal mind in operation, they always put off the kingdom of God to when we get to heaven. Oh, this is going to happen when we get to heaven. 
when we get to heaven. Well, he's not talking about that at all. It, 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 going to heaven is just an extension of that. But the, what he's talking about here, and interestingly, that's what he taught us to pray. That the kingdom of God be on earth as it is in heaven. So, we're, we're not on our own. We're going to be doing it when we get to heaven. We're going something that we're going to, let me say it this way. We're going to bring heaven here. I'm getting ahead of myself. Man, I'm about to take off. We are bringing heaven here. I'm, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. But I, I got to say it because it's coming by the Spirit. You know, there's a, there's a wonderful scripture. It's the book of Hebrews. It's in chapter 6. It's in verse 5. It says, talking about, you know, the apostate person who, you know, you know rejects Jesus of his own free will. This, this is a mature Christian, you know, because he has... He's, he's, he's been enlightened. He stays the heavenly gift, which is Jesus. He made a partaker of the Holy Ghost. He's been filled with the Holy Spirit. He speaks in tongues. He stayed the good word of God because he has revelation knowledge and powers of the age to come. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe these words have empowered you to live a victorious, transcendent life in Christ. Our mission is to equip God's people for service and build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. We encourage you to enjoy and share from thousands of resources, including books, sermons, prophecies, and articles available on our website, spcconline.org. Thank you, and God bless you.